You know, I believe this is keeping me free. With Myron Mael. I believe, I believe, I believe that. God has his own sources of education. God has his own way of teaching his children. You know, when you become a born again believer, you 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 enroll yourself in, in, in school. They used to have this thing back in the day called the School of the Prophets. I used to go to this church. And it used to it used to back at that particular time, prophecy was 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 very popular because everybody wanted to know what was going to happen in the future. Everybody wanted to know what was going to happen. Everybody wanted to get an idea, want to get a glimpse into the future. Everybody wanted to get, get a glimpse into the future. Everybody wanted to know. So prophecies and prophets was very sought after. And I know I have the gift of prophecy, so to speak. You know, but there's all different levels of prophecy. There's all different. There's all different expressions of the prophetic. You know, some prophets might be able to see some things that's going to happen in the future. Other prophets, other prophets can see the condition of your heart in the present day. See, in my opinion. Those are the most hated prophets. Those that can, can see the condition of your heart in the present day. See, when you can see the condition of your heart, your own heart, and the heart of others in a present day situation, then that makes you a different type. You see, you, you're, not, you're not just a fortune roller. See, people, I used to be in a church. And when my gift began to be birthed in my life, see, when a gift of the Holy Spirit is first birthed in your life, there's a bursting forth of it. There's a, there's like, it's like a, a pouring out of that particular gift. And I believe, in my opinion, that the born again believer has access to all the gifts of the Spirit. Just for some reason, the Holy Spirit is like water. It's like fire and water. But it seeks the path of less resistance, of least resistance. Hey, Jeff. Some areas in your life don't resist the Holy Spirit like others. You know, when you... Morning. When you, when you, when you understand that your spirit has an assignment, your spirit has a place of under, of its understanding of who it is, because everyone is unique in the body of Christ. Everyone is unique. You know, we don't. The Lord did not create 
a bunch of sames. People that are the same. People that look the same. People that talk the same. People that have the same understanding about everything. There are realms within the righteousness that are particularly yours through your particular relationship. You know, you'll find that the world tries to make a system out of you. It tries to make a... It tries to make a collective out of you. There's nothing unique about you in this world. But to God, you're unique. Because you represent a certain level of his thought mindset when he created you. This is every this is every born again believer. And that's how he's so powerful. And that's how he's God is that he's able to have a personal relationship and a personal understanding to every individual, to every individual that he created. To every individual that he created, he has the ability to have a personal relationship to them that's unique only to them and to the creator. See, that's God type business. See, God got business that we don't know about. He has the influx of every thought that is ever produced by human beings totally and completely flooding into his ears continuously into his understanding it won't come into his presence because you have to understand i have to understand that the evil wickedness cannot reside in the presence of god it can have a under a presentation so to speak and present its cause did you notice if you look back in the word in the scripture, Satan is always trying to present a cause to God. And it's always rejected. When he came in amongst the assemblies of the other, the father looked at him, God, Elohim, the Lord of hosts looked at him and said, what are you doing here? Where you come from? What you been up to? I love God. Oh my gosh, when you get to know him, he is, oh, there's nothing like him. He said to, to Lucifer, Satan, whatever he called himself at that time, I don't know. He said, where you come from? What you been doing? God's adversary, God's adversary said, I've been walking I've been moving to and fro, back and forth, up and down, in and out. And I'm looking for something to devour. I'm looking for something to steal from. I'm looking for something to steal and kill and destroy. I'm looking for a marriage to destroy. I'm looking for a person to destroy. I'm looking for a little baby girl to destroy. I'm looking for a little baby, a little baby boy to destroy. I'm looking for something. You see, God's enemy is always looking for something to devour. That's a different spirit than your Lord, see? We talked about earlier, he's the God of the living. Well, his enemy is the God of devouring things. 
you say, people say, well, how can God let all this? No, this is the work of God's enemy. He is the devourer. Don't you understand? Everything that is devoured is because of his enemy. Because you gave him the keys of this world. You signed on to another spirit other than the one that created you. You signed on. But God got a fix for that. You wanted to know what good and evil was, the knowledge. This is what you get. You get both, but it's all in rebellion. Meaning that it's an anti and a counterculture. It's an anti-savior spirit and a counter-reality culture. You're not looking to know about the kingdom laws. You're not looking to know about the kingdom life. You're not looking to know where you come from, who created you, who loved you, who breathed life in you. You're not looking to know that. Man of the world, woman of the world, you're not looking to know that. You don't want to bow down to a God. You don't want to bow down to the God that created you. So you push that notion aside. All right, we push that notion aside. We've discovered electricity, or shall I say electricity's discovered us. It says, I saw Satan fall down. I saw him fall down from heaven like a bolt of lightning. So God is telling you, I know you worship electricity. He's the God of electricity. He stole electricity from heaven when it ran out. He didn't create electricity. He stole it. He stole it from heaven. He stole electricity from heaven and hit the ground like a lightning bolt. Now all his zeros and ones are based upon electricity. You don't know. He don't know. He don't know the God of the father, the creator of electricity, can turn the lights out. Oh, if it was not for mercy, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob can turn the lights out on this world. Then where will your social media be? Where will your likes be? Where will your clicks be? Where will your bank accounts be? Where will your communications go? You'll return back to the Stone Age. You'll become a horse and buggy society. Do you want to become a horse and buggy society? Let your God turn the lights out. The God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob can turn the lights out and let you grope around in darkness.
Because your heart is dark. That's the flood. That's the new flood. That's the end time flood. You're floating around in darkness. See, the flood, the second flood has already begun. You're floating around in darkness. Humanity is floating around in darkness like they floated around in the flood. They floated for a while before they drowned. You're grabbing hold of stuff that will keep you afloat for a little while. Grabbing hold of this, grabbing hold of that, pushing this one's head under so you can get over, so you can breathe a little longer. We not confused. Your God is not confused at all. This notion that God is in some way confused about humanity is fool's play. You got a God that loves you. You know how I can say that? Because he said he brought his son. He said he sent his son. His son died on the cross. His son was buried. His son was resurrected from the grave. That's how I know he loves me because he put something on it. He just not talking a, a, a pregame pep talk. He's just not a pep talk coach. He got skin in the game. I like a God that's got skin in the game for me, see. I like someone that tells me I died for your sins. You talking my language. Because there's a lot that's wrong with me. I need someone to die for my sins. There's a lot that's wrong with me. I need someone to tell me I forgive you. I need someone to tell me I'll take you in. I need someone to tell me I'll never leave you. I need someone to tell me I'll never forsake you. I need someone to be there for me. I'm not, I'm not refusing the help. I'm not refusing the spirit of the living God that created me. I want to bring it home to him. I want to bring this spirit home to him. I want to bring this spirit home to him. I want to bring him back his spirit and with some change, with some profit, with some increase attached to it. I just don't want to be selfish with the life he's given me. want to give it back to him. Here's a little bit more.
Here's a little bit more. Here's a little bit more than you gave me. I collected this while I was out there in the world. I collected that while I was out there in the world. I got some treasures to unfold. Listen, Lord, I found this while I was walking on the beast of misery. It was your peace. It was your joy. I found this when I was walking on the peace of destruction, on the path of destruction, Lord. Your hand came and got me. I found this while I was down and out, Lord, when I was beat down, when I was suffering, Lord, your light shined upon me. I showed it to you. You showed it to me, Lord. I showed you who I was. You showed me who you was, Lord. And we met together, Lord, and became something. I remember that day, the day that we became something. You know that spark, that time when you meet somebody and all of a sudden they become something to you. They didn't even, you wasn't even thinking about them. But for some reason, that one day, that one special day, they became special to you. You looked at them differently. That was the day you met your Lord. So you may even thought about them, may even heard about them. But one particular day, one particular day, he became special to you. The light in his eyes shined in your eyes. And your eyes came alive and understood that your Lord loved you. And you didn't want to know anybody else. Remember that day? Born again believer? When you first knew you was in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that time? Remember it? Just dwell on it. Taste it. Let it taste it in your, in your, on the palate of your tongue. Taste the goodness of the Lord. On that day, remember that day. When the goodness of the Lord saturated your mind. When the goodness of the Lord saturated your spirit. When the goodness of the Lord introduced his heart to you. And you fell in love with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he satisfied your needs, your spirit, your heart. He satisfied you. Remember those days? 